Now boarding for Rebuild of Joycast, your weekly destination for anime, manga, and more. Yo. 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 <laughs> as, we promise, as we promised last week, I mean, we're just going to get right into it. Guys, I got caught up on One Piece. I'm so freaking happy. I think... It was last year when you like decided to finally get back into One Piece, wasn't it? Yeah, it was last year. Um, it was kind of at the tail end of the first phase of the pandemic where I'm like, all right, I'm going to take a peek in. I got through what I would call the classic era of One Piece, those older Blue Sea, uh, Grand Grand Blue episodes. And I'm like, all right, this is okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right. And so then I got, I got through those and I'm like, all right, I'm taking a break. And then cool. when I came back, it was jaya and skypea and i was hooked from then on a lot of people i i think it's mostly in the anime but i a lot of people i think do really associate skypea with a fall-off point but i think yeah that people are divided mostly... on it and like what a bunch of jokers if you don't like skypea like like how embarrassing for you yeah, I, I, I don't get why people dislike it. I can understand why people fall off, because it is the the first... I mean, that's not true. Um, uh, Alabaster, super freaking long. Uh, yeah. I, recent, I recently finished that with a friend watching through One Piece, which, oh my god, if anyone is interested in watching One Piece, One Piece, it's not finished. The early episodes, they're still very much working on that still, because I believe their consensus on the early episodes is that it was fine in terms of its pacing. Yeah, except and for, I agree. Except for Syrup Village. I would say that Usopp's Syrup Village is so goddamn slow. I watched it with a friend oh, a little while ago. And we were and we were like getting on, doing pretty well, and then we got to Syrup Village and it was like, well, how many episodes is Syrup Village? I was like, uh, let me see. 13. They were like, oh my god, 13? Yeah, fucking blows. It, it kind of does. That and was the stuff. That's the stuff I was working on. So, like, basically, as right before we started recording, Val and I were just talking about what stuff we're working on, and I'm currently working on a review series, and one of them I'm ranking the arcs of One Piece. I'm not I'm gonna excited for that. discuss the details of that here, but one of the first things I really started writing today was how much of a bummer letdown Syrup Village is, considering <sighs> this is our introduction to Usopp. Uh, see, I I do I like Syrup. I think it's like got a lot of really good elements to it but i cannot deny that like the length is you've, you've watched the anime i know you're reading the manga did you you've read the manga now you're reading the manga yes. now because you're I, all basically basically um whole cake island onward it's been manga mm, mm, good choice good choice because i guess the the anime basically after Marinford, the anime's pacing is a bit it's it's a crime yeah yeah no uh, i cannot argue with you on that i there was a major fall-off point for me in the anime, and it did happen with, uh, I want to say Fishman Island. Fishman Island was a big fall-off point for me, where I then had to Same. restart from the manga. Yeah, Fishman Island's another one where I really struggled with, but, um, I, I like, when I'm writing this review series, it's more of a, a subjective, comedic mm -hmm. kind of viewpoint of One Piece. Hmm. And Syrup Village, just going back to Syrup Village, I literally, like, as of right now, I can't think of any jokes about how bad Syrup Village is. It's just boring. I can't even clown on it. It's hmm. just so fucking much of a letdown. I really like the introduction to Usopp and everything, but it's one of those things where 
Usopp is such a hard character to like at the beginning of the series, but I think that's what. Petulant. Yeah, yeah, he's really petulant. He he that's the point. he considers and does in fact desert the guys occasionally like when they finally get to say um he's a coward i mean you need your coward character dude yeah when they finally he get play, to, he plays his role well when they finally get to arlong park he abandons zorro on the boat and everything and it works out all right kind of for them but you can't help but be like that was actually a genuinely shitty thing for usopp to do to yeah. leave Zoro on the boat and everything. And it, make, and it makes you really annoyed with him. And I think Usopp only really comes into his own. Or you really start to like him and see his like bit, course of development around Drum Island. Where he offers Dalton his back. And he's like, I will carry you up the man because he wants to he wants to be able to like you know be like luffy and zoro yeah because he, he that they're in there he's like set up as a rival like a, a piss poor rival to luffy a foil oh yeah and he's always it's like how he initially starts he's always being like i'm captain Us and th that's part of his lie and everything to just intimidate yeah. people and things i think there is like usopp obviously acknowledges that luffy is the captain and everything because he respects luffy it's but, but Usopp's initial goal is also to be a captain. Like, he's like, basically, like, I'm going to be with Luffy, build up my reputation, and then I'll become a captain. Mm, precisely. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, I'll probably, like, you know, leave at some point. That is, like, an impression that you definitely get on him. But then everyone obviously grows on him, and in turn, he grows on them, even with, like, his bad little traits and everything the negative things about him everyone just kind of loves him he's the most base member of the straw hats and they respect that he's the most human of them all yeah it is great we, and there's we, a point to that we should probably start from the beginning because we have like hopped right into something oh that's here. all over into his hop around but my main like the, the real thing i want to talk about because the last time we discussed one piece on this podcast it was whole cake island mm -hmm. and i said that like that's part where like, basically I divide One Piece into three eras: the classic era, the peak era, and the modern era. Mm. Classic is Romance Dawn, up until Jaya. Mm. Then Jaya through Marinford is the peak, and then everything after you you are in modern One Piece. Mm. And I find that the beginning of modern One Piece is a bit of a fall off. Like <sighs> it kind of there's kind of a decline to that. I am not, I'm particularly not a fan of the time skip. I'm not a fan of Fishman Island. Basically, the only like honestly, when it comes to Modern One Piece, I don't really get I don't really get excited for it again until Whole Cake Island. I think Whole Cake Island is a return to form. Dress Rosa has its moments, but it's too fucking long. It is. It, it is way too long too long to justify itself. Dress Rosa is painfully long, admittedly. I I completely agree with you on that. Dressrosa, in my opinion, feels kind of like the modern One Piece Alabaster, I think. Yes, I, I would agree with that. It's definitely its take on Alabaster. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, Where um, it's, it's time to fight a notable fucking pirate. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's another Shichibukai similar to Crocodile. Because up until that point, uh, that's one of the things I don't like, like why I think there's a fall off after Marinford. There's never a truth, really true threat again until Dom Flamingo. Oh, yeah. I, I think, though, things like Punk Hazard... That being said, I do enjoy Punk Hazard. I would say Virgo is the first real threat that they come across, but he doesn't really interact with the Straw Hats much, except for, I think, Sanji. 
I don't think he he does. Um, there's Monet, and it, yeah, no, you're abs you're actually actually right. There isn't much of a massive threat to the Straw Hats until Dressrosa, yeah. But I would say that the stakes for the world itself and the people around them are huge. Like for example, um, Mermaid Princess. Yeah, the uh, she's revealed to be Poseidon. Yeah, yeah, that that is like a huge revelation. That is massively important in the context of the world and everything because yeah. we, we've heard all about these like amazing weapons uh, Pluton Poseidon uh, the other one another one that it eludes my mind right now but it, it's really amazing to see that oh Poseidon is the power U Uranus to thank you Uranus um, Poseidon is the power to control the sea kings and, yes. and we see like Luffy and everything like punch and slap sea kings around stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's one of the things that, that that's one of the things I don't like is by the time we get this revelation that Pluto is a person and that person's power is to control the sea kings. Yeah, in the beginning of the series, the sea kings are a huge threat, but then they kind of become throwaway very quickly. You are right, but it's like but all Titans. Together, I, it's like Titans yes. in Attack on Titan. You've got to think about if one person decided, I want every single Sea King to go fuck up this one place. They the sheer would, volume, yeah. The sheer volume of them, and would they would not? People would not stand a chance. I mean, uh, Laboon. I don't. I don't know if Laboon counts as a Sea King, but Laboon is like one no, of the biggest thing in the series. Do they not? They're, they're, they're called continental whales or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they're, they're generally peaceful. Mm, but but that's the thing. If if something like that was counted as a sea king, because I believe Laboon is considered, is the largest thing in the entire series, I believe. I might be wrong. I swear to God, I remember seeing like... You say that, a, but then fucking, what's the island Zoe? Oh, of course, you're right. Absolutely right. It's Zoe. Gotta be Zoe. Um, Zoe is the biggest... Creature. thing in the world but laboon is definitely the biggest sea creature that we've seen in yeah. the span of one piece just imagine though if something the the size of laboon and also the volume of it like someone was like i can tell you to go fuck these people up i want them dead all of them that would be uh horrific you know and and you, you gotta think if if um the princess was like i don't i i hate humans I want all the ships in the world destroyed. That would cause catastrophic problems with trade. It would affect the world on a monumental scale because it's a seafaring world and you wouldn't get regular trade until airplanes or something or people that can fly. You'd need something like Morgan's goddamn like uh, Albatross newspaper shop or something that can fly if it wants to, you know? That That's the right. kind of thing where it's like really serious, which is really cool. Um, which is another thing that One Piece does amazingly. It's the impact of these different things occurring in the world. And you can genuinely... Yeah, but this is what I wanted to mention. Another little spoiler to my little review of uh, One Piece in the, the video I'm working on. Go on. Is one thing I mentioned is the fact that One Piece is effectively, at the end of the day, if you want to really be reductive about it, One Piece is all about setup and revelation. At its core, that's all it is. And so like, that's like the, the barometer by which I've been ranking them all mm -hmm. is when can I recognize I'm being set up? Okay. Like, I, I, I think it's a, I think it's a good thing when I don't know it's being set up that it can exist. An arc can exist on its own merits. 
So and so that, that's why that's why I'm like I don't really care too much about Fishman Island because like they mentioned Joy Boy mm-hmm. as we'll get to and they revealed Poseidon. It's like yeah, cool. You're 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 setting you're blatantly setting up information and re- and paying off other things that were blatantly set up. Mm. So that's why I'm not impressed. Whereas Skypea is super impressive to me because people talk about oh, oh man I can skip Skypea. Bitch, you can't. You think you can, because you didn't know you were being set up. None of us did. No one did. No one did. And that's why I find it great. There's there's hints about things like that, because a lot of people do um listen to, like, Oda, what he's saying about things like, Oda, what is your favorite panel that you've ever drawn? And he's like, I love the panel. My absolute favorite panel is the panel where Luffy is on Skypea and he's dancing with the crew and all the wolves. It's one of my, it's one of my, favorite, it's one of my favorites, too. Can we just appreciate how One Piece like just has such a great party vibe to it when it gets down to it, when things are like at the end of an arc, for example, you just feel so good when yes. that long winding adventure like Drum Island, I, I, I before Alabaster, I finished Drum Island with my friend and I that is one of the most satisfying endings to an arc, I swear to God. Oh, oh, Oda, Oda is a master of catharsis. Mm, just And that he doesn't really do in the typical way. He's like, no. He basically, he's like the DreamWorks dance dance number at the end of the video equivalent of anime. <laughs> but like, it's a good thing. It's a great thing. I love when uh, at the end he's of He's like, Alab- no, let him dance and be happy yeah. at the end. It's like, you know what? In, 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 in the context of One Piece, that's actually very fitting. And then not everyone's happy at the end of them. Um, Alabaster. A thing, Alabaster, recently rewatching it, because I'm still early on with my friend and everything, and I'm having a blast currently. I forgot why we liked Smoker, to be honest. There was a. I, I think that could be considered a flaw, um, or, or, or just my own mistake, because it's been so long. Because, Ivan, I think you know, I've been watching and reading this, like, from being a kid, like, four kids. And then I start again after four kids. Big mistake of mine. And then I had to go back again and watch it properly with the Funimation dub and the sub and everything. But it had been so long since I actually like saw Toshigi and Smoker and felt like, yeah, I'm I'm happy these guys are here. I was like, I I mean I am happy they exist. Yeah. Goddamn. Right now they need to come back very soon. They need to justify their existence because they're getting kind of. They're getting kind of left behind right now. A lot of characters in recent years have been getting left behind, and it's kind of sad. It it definitely. I mean, I, I gotta give I gotta give Oda credit though. He does a better job than Doctor Stone did, <laughs> in way more chapters, keeping his characters relevant. Because I mean, One Piece is longer, has way more characters, and can still does still does a very good job of keeping them relevant. It does. I think it's Oda does a good job of like really drip feeding us little bits about them, and it's like. You know, we go a couple of arcs, and then it's like, who do we see all of a sudden? Oh! Oh, okay, it's this dude. I haven't seen you for ages. What are you doing now? Oh, you're nowhere near strong enough to, like, catch up to the Straw Hats. The Straw Hats are just clan. That's how I felt about Smoker in, like, more recent years. He gets he gets kind of clowned on by everyone. He, he was, like, He does, up. and I think that's the point. It's like, I wish... I'm waiting for Smoker to really, truly... That's one of the reasons why I like Punk Hazard. Is This is where I think Smoker really comes of age, or at least begins to, in Chiziki. Like, 
this is the thing. It's it's the same thing that happens. It's it's a trope. It happens most notably in Avatar: The Last Airbender, where Zuko and Iroh, they're they're the they're the first villains you meet, mm. and they're ones they're ones chasing the main character, and after a while they begin to learn and appreciate the main character, and they eventually just become allies. And Punk Hazard is the closest we get to Smoker and Jujiki becoming allies to the Straw Hats, and I think the only way to keep them relevant at this point is to make him commit to that trope. We know it's coming. Give it to us now already. Would you say like allies is in like they have a, 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 the same kind of cause going on? Because in Alabaster, there is it's, the it's, point. It's definitely still a strong word for Smoker because Smoker's still very much committed to take, taking down the Straw Hats. But Chijiki's like more doing service recovery for the Marines. Because what, what, what makes them like temporarily align the Straw Hats in the arc is the fact that there is clearly um, some experiments that, but th- those children that the Marines are responsible for, and they get experimented on, and Tajiki's like, "Oh my fucking god, are we the bad guys?" And Smoker's like, trying to like stick his head in the ground like an ostrich, going, "I'm just la 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 la, I'm just looking for Luffy. I don't need to fucking know this shit." And it's like. Yeah, Smoker needs to commit. He needs to find decide if he really gives a fuck or not. True. I mean, I thought I've remembered how badass he was with the scene where at the end of Alabaster, he yeah. comes back. Tashigi's all beaten up and everything because she got messed up by I think Miss Doublefinger. I want to say, or someone in the Baroque work she gets messed yeah. up by. She's in tears because she let the Straw Hats go, and she thinks that Smoker's gonna be disappointed in her. But he's like, "Did you do what you felt was right?" It's like. Yeah. Right. All right then. It's all fine. Yeah, like I said, I I, I appreciate Smoker's the fact that I I can't I also can't help but like agree to the clowning. I'm just like, man, Smoker just needs to fucking get it done already. Like, we we need our blue spirit moment where Smoker really does have Luffy mm-hmm. and lets him go and goes, all right, I got ya, I got ya, and I'm the one letting you go. Mm. Remember that. Yeah, it, it would be very good for him. But the the last bit of that part, I was going to say, it's when he's talking to the higher-ups, and I think he's referring to the um, five-star elders specifically, and he's all like, tell the old men to go to hell. And he just right. put, and it just, to be continued right there, ends right there. That's in the one-pace version, at least. I know they move things around, so I, I, I don't know, because they make, like, 30 to 40 minute episodes, Ivan. Oh my god, it's a blast. And I was just I like, do, are, are they just subbed? Uh, they do sub and dub, actually. Uh, probably at a certain point, they're not going to be dubbed. Okay, I, 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 I'm like, I'm like itching to probably rewatch, and so I want to do, uh, one page. But it has yeah. to be English dub, though. They, I... they have a lot of English dub. I think there might have been an episode or two where it was subbed exclusively. But, That's fine. You know, it, it's a really big, big project deal. they've done. They've done a lot more in the later stuff, which is what I'm really excited for, because they haven't right. even touched Skype here yet. Yeah, they kind of go back and forth. Like, it's like, yeah, they, 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 it, it's called One Pace, and they do it at their own pace. They, 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 they pick and <laughs> choose which arcs they're going to mess with first. Well, I believe they started the project around 2013, Scene-ish. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, they've been doing it for a long time, and I think they got into it because they were also, similarly to us, appalled by the pacing of the 2010 to 20 teen, like 2019 One Piece. You know? Right. 
Yeah, they were really appalled by that, and they decided to fucking do something about it. And it is frankly one of the most enjoyable experiences I've ever had watching One Piece, because I remember being 12, 13 years old or whatever, hooking up my laptop to the TV and watching Any's Lobby and being sat there on the couch, and I, and I would lose an entire goddamn day to watching One Piece because the pacing was so long, and I loved it, but I couldn't help but sit there and think, I would appreciate this if they just got to the point a lot quicker, but I'm still having a freaking blast. Um, right. Would I have to ask? Do you have a favorite side character? A favorite side character. Yeah, not in the Straw Hats or anything like that. Not e not even like heavily affiliated with the Straw Hats, like say Lore or something like that. I was gonna say you 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 called my ass out immediately because I'm gonna say Traffy, but uh, yeah, I, I like Traffy. The only thing I don't like about Traffy, I'm sure you'll admit to, his power is so inconsistent. Yes, I mean as they most of them are. But can you think of anyone that you would say is like a good side character? Not even like. A big villain or something because there are so many categories you can break characters down into this there's like the side characters like for example if i was like best girl who isn't really relevant at all anymore i like the freaking twins that frankie hangs out with oh i know what you mean yeah okay so that's what you mean because i was gonna say yeah it's so hard like that isn't associated with the straw hats because then my next answer would be sniper king because we haven't seen him in forever but <laughs> No, I, no idea where he was. You think they would reveal who he is at some point, right? Otherwise, you know what? Yeah, I have a favorite. Very recently, I think it's. I think it's now time to. Can I make a guess? Can I make it. a guess? Guess it. Okay, okay. I might be completely wrong because there are so many characters. You I feel be, like but... one of your absolutely favorite characters in One Piece who isn't really affiliated with the Straw Hats is Mont Blanc Cricket. Mont Blanc Cricket. I'm sorry. I'm like, like, basically, like, I'm going through, like, a, like, an old, like, like, an old index card. It's okay, dude. You've just watched it all. I understand. <laughs> I'm going through. Okay. He's a top contender. I like, I like Mont Blanc Noland. Wait, no. Noland. Noland. Sorry. I got it wrong as well, I, Ivan. No, I'm I, sorry. I, 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 I had, like, a roller index in my head, and I'm flipping through. I'm going, Mont Blanc, Mont Blanc. <laughs> And then I see <laughs> Noland, I go, you mean Noland? <laughs> I do mean Noland, yes, sorry. Yes. I like, I do like cricket, no, though, but, no, but Noland. In the same thing, because this is something I also, I'm, I'm also thinking about right now. Okay, I'm tied. You guessed the tiebreaker. The, I equally Mont Blanc Noland from the, the, the flashbacks in Skypea. Mm -hmm. But in that same vein, I'm also a big fan of Odin. Odin is, can we appreciate, I, you, I don't, you read it. You read it. The anime did a really good job of his, like, backstory. They yeah. dedicate, like, a small arc to him and his backstory. It was really good. I haven't animated... I, I haven't watched the animation yet. I've been exclusively reading since, um, Whole Cake Island. Mm. So I will get to this. I will I will get to the animation on this. Um, But what I want to mention is now, like I said, last time we discussed on this podcast, I was reading Whole Cake Island. I said, all right, I'm going to take a break, and then I'm going to read Wano Country. Hmm. And you said I was going to have a difficult time with this. Yeah. And you were correct. My eyes, I'm sorry, my eyes glazed over Wano, most of Wano Country. I am not a big fan of this arc. Fair, fair. However, it, it's longer than Dressrosa now. You know how I feel Is about these it? really long arcs. It is longer than Dressrosa now. Oh, man. I. But the thing about Dressrosa is its conclusion is not spectacular enough. 
to justify its length. Wano arcs? Conclusion, if it continues the pace that it's at right now, it will justify itself. But what brought me back into Wano Country where my eyes stopped glazing over and I actually really started paying attention was Odin's origin. Oh my god. Because Odin just straight up said, hey guys, want me to want, want to see me write a modern Greek epic? Oh my god, you're right. Wano started in 2018 in the manga and it's 20 oh my god. Sorry, carry on. Yeah. I, I, I was it's just, long. I was just, it oh. is long. And I'm like, oh my god, what the hell? And it's got good moments. And like, but most of them are on the tail end. Mm. And for me, it really comes together when Odin's backstory is given. Because mm. again, it is like a modern Greek epic. Uh, it's very similar in vain to uh, Mont Blanc Noland, where this is when you start realizing the shit you've been set up for. <laughs> and I, and I, I love his story. I like, I just like that he's born. A, he, he was born twenty years old. <laughs> he's a fucking child, and he's going to brothels, and getting drunk, and causing. Again, he's he. he this is this is Odin's Heracles. <laughs> he, this is a child who was born a fucking adult, and he's fucking belligerent, and he causes problems. But he goes on a journey of self-discovery. He wants he he needs to see the world, but by seeing the world, he learns shit about himself, and he learns to become the leader he was meant to be, that he's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And I like his development. I like his journey. I like how he just starts meeting all these people. He meets Frankie. He meets the freaking uh, what's Brooks crew. Oh, the, the, I want to say it's the Rumbar Pirates. Yeah, the Rumbar, the Rumbar Pirates. He meets, um, he, he, he works for Whitebeard's Pirates. And then he, um, and then he defects to Rogers. And then he defects to Goldie Rogers. <laughs> yeah, to, this man, like, traveled around with two goddamn legends, because he was so fucking he, cool. He saw all the fucking legends, bro. Yeah. And, oh my god, and, and, and the, just the, so his journey's great. And then the scene where they go to Laugh Tale and Go Goldie sees One Piece and just laughs. And I'm just like, fucking goosebumps, bro. I Goosebumps. I agree. In the anime even, uh, I appreciate it a lot. They started playing freaking memories, the very first ending in the anime when they find I wanna I, I need to rewind like after this podcast, I need to fucking watch those episodes. <laughs> Cause oh my god, I was like ready to shit myself. Or like, cause we always we always do the one. It doesn't matter. The one piece doesn't matter. It never fucking mattered. There's a scene where Rayleigh literally says, "Hey, I know what the one piece is. Would you like to know?" And freaking Usopp's about to ask, and Luffy goes, "Shut the fuck up. We should not even know if it actually exists or not." Yeah, he doesn't because even... that's not the point. If a single one of you fucking fu ask what it is, I'm done. We're we're If you're done, I'm fucking I'm, leaving. I'm, I am ending I'm... the series. That's o that's literally Otis saying. If you guess what it is, I am going to abruptly cancel the series, and I will never actually confirm it. <laughs> and I love that. I love that because it doesn't matter. So when you finally get close to it and you see Goldie Rogers' face, and he laughs. And at, before then, they called it Raftel. Mm -hmm. And he goes, well, it's actually called Laugh Tale. And I'm just like, 
fuck? Again, that's what I'm saying. It's not about the One Piece. It's the story. It's a funny story, is what he's basically saying. It's that cheeky Japanese pronunciation of the L and everything. I, yeah, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> I, but yeah, I, that too. That's what brought me back. And I'm like, okay, now like Whole Cake Island, I am dialed the fuck back in. And not only that, that gave me the fervor to finish it all in that one day. <laughs> But do you still not care what One Piece is? I don't care what One Piece is. I'm excited. Fair enough. Like, when, when they laughed hell, that felt good. I'm like, oh, wow. The reason why I didn't care is because I feared being disappointed by it. I'll be honest. Mm. That, that I, I, I'm afraid I'll be disappointed. But after that, I'm like, all right. If you can make Goldie Roger just laugh and his whole crew just stares at nothing and laughs. All right. I, I don't care. I, I, don't, I still don't care to see it. But now I'm not afraid to see it now. Mm. Now I'm like, oh, right. I can't, I, I'm, I'm actually excited now. I naturally, obviously, being someone who's like ready for so long, oh, I, I, would, I will sit down and I will wonder what could it possibly be. But I also acknowledge that it doesn't, that it doesn't matter. I, I, I talk it's to... It's a joke. It's, it, it, but we're not here to speculate, but my, my theory is it's a fucking joke. About more Take, than interpret that what you will. Interpret what you will what a joke means. <laughs> Yeah. That's what I believe the One Piece is. Basically, all I know is, is that it's a joke, and it will unite the world. Or it actually, it's a it's a joke that's going to start a war. <laughs> Basically, because that's because people are like, "This One Piece," and when they find the One Piece, no, they're gonna find the One Piece, and then there's going to be a war. No, oh, we're yeah. going to get a final fucking war after that. It's very hard to know because, like, I don't, as, as you know, I I make a bloody point at this part of my life really not to interact too closely with any fandom ever to be honest and i just like to True. enjoy things in good 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 approach to yeah, life i just like to enjoy things as i like them talk to personal friends like you about them if they're interested too it's hard to tell nowadays what is and isn't something that is just a rumor that has gotten a lot of traction you know? Oh, I, I have also not looked into theories. I, I, I also do not engage with the One Piece fandom. I don't know I don't know what they're thinking. I'm alright with watching a video every now and then of someone's speculation of what something might be. Yeah, the, the only video I have ever watched in regards to like interpreting One Piece it's the it's the it's the 101 lecture mm. by like most awesome guy. I forgot what the name best is. Best guy it's a, it's ever. Fun, yeah, best guy ever. Five hour I lecture on One Piece. I love him. He is great. That's one of my all-time favorite videos on yeah. the internet. Ge I, ge I generally think that his I think that belongs in the Library of Congress. <laughs> I'm I not joking. I'm not making a joke. I think that's a very important... That is the most important deconstruction of one of the greatest fictions ever written. I honestly just love that entire concept of a video of a content format. Of someone like learning everything they can, writing down all the notes they have, and then like giving a lecture to their friends yes. and everything. If they're down to like listen to that. I, I wish there was more of that. Right? I've only seen a few videos. It's not it seems to only exist within their group of friends if they're even ambitious enough to attempt it. Because I, I understand that's really difficult to do. Well, they do it every year or so, I think, when they meet up for a, a convention of sorts. It's really difficult to do, but I'm shocked that more people don't do it. The closest mm. thing you get to this is Salty DK Dan's Have You Heard Of, where that's a very short abridged version of mm. that, where Salty, it's like, it's like an abridged version of an iceberg, 
where Salty just like introduces his friends to like this one meme. Yeah. And they really dig into it. <laughs> I mention him all the time. Jack, obviously, Jack. He really likes iceberg videos because I think he has a thing where he's he like doesn't like it where I, I he's explained this to me. He can't stand it when people try to inform him about something and then interject that bit of information that they're trying to get to him with jokes and things and get off topic. He just wants to, like, get the information, basically. Okay, so so that's what my reviews things. of... Jax would hate my reviews I'm working on. Possibly. But no, but I, that, that's the thing. Like the, But the difference between the iceberg and the lecture... Because the iceberg is definitely the closest thing you'll get to it in terms of the popular mainstream YouTube scope. Like that's mm -hmm. that that's the fad, and the reason is that isn't engaging. That's just as as Jax likes. It's a spill of information. He's like, just give me the intel. I don't want to read the wiki page. I want it read to me. Mm. That's that's an to me. That's what an iceberg is, and that's perfectly valid. I get that, but I like the lush. I just I love that One Piece One One video because. It's so fun. It, 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 the lecture itself is it, it, within the spirit of I, I, I've, I've just sent you a One Piece tier list maker, but I assume you already have one of your own. Already written up for this thing. I was worried. Okay, yeah. So I, I'll keep that up. Because basically, I mean, I'm working on that right now for my video. I've seen them. I've been peeking at them. I'm looking for one. But yours is probably probably the best, like, formatted. Yeah, no, e exactly. So I thought I'd send you that and see if maybe, um... That would, like, be very helpful to you. I just thought so. There you go. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, good thing. But yeah, I I, I think that 101 lecture is in the spirit of the series. And I think that's what I like about those lectures. Mm. Is they feel very much with... They, they, they conform to the spirit of the content they're talking about. I know there's a there's a Kingdom Hearts one. If I, I cared about one. Kingdom Hearts, I'd watch it. I would say, dude, I would say, if anything, the fact that you don't care about Kingdom Hearts, you should watch it. Right? It, You're right. Yeah. I should. If it, it's, it's the other way around. If you do not give a shit about something, watch a 101 lecture. If you don't... Yeah, why not have someone who genuinely loves it? Like, not in a fucking hates it way. Like, they love every fucking single corner of it. Right? It's like, I, I would rather hear about... I, I like... They love about it even when it's wrong. Talk about things that they are really passionate about. If, if they can like engage me in it and like, like if someone explaining JoJo's bizarre adventure to me and they're all like, "Funny Valentine has a stand, and if you try to shoot him with a gun, that bullet will then bounce." off of him and somewhere in time because you tried to kill him a young child in Vietnam gets shot or something and that's how his power works and it's like what the f that's an actual thing you read part 7 you know that right it's crazy and I, it, when someone can like keep me engaged and then tell me something like that that is so balls off the walls insane that I'm like what I, 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 I want to discover more about it I want to know how this suddenly leads up to it and everything it's one of those things but also I want to discuss is like I said I, I brought it up the fifth gear mm. like we're, we're now seeing the payoff of the Wano country arc right now yeah we're in the final battle with Kaido mm. and so here's what I'm liking so I want to bring it back to Dressrosa why because to talk about Wano I have to talk about Dressrosa they're both very long mm. they're both major emperor fights um, but just nothing about dress. Very few things about dress because I, I like the soldier. I like the soldier. I like his daughter. Mm. That has a nice little core heart to it. But otherwise, there's very little to justify itself. Whereas right now, Wano Country is in real time currently justifying mm. itself. 
Um, it, also, this is where we have major gear transformations. Uh, Dressrosa, that's yeah. our introduction to gear four, right? I do not like gear four. So, interesting story. I, I, I tried to get into One Piece actually a few years ago. And I stopped uh -oh. because I saw fourth gear in the promotion. Basically, as I was trying to get in, this is when it was showing up in the anime. So this was like 26, this is like 2016 or something like that. It was like, it's still new. Yeah, it might be a little bit earlier. So this is where I see gear four. And that really like put a bad taste on mouth because it felt like a Super Saiyan three transformation. This felt like even, even now actually getting into One Piece and loving it and understanding Oda, even more so now, fourth gear has a bad taste in my mouth. Hmm. It feels like Oda chasing down Dragon Ball. Okay. Where I feel like One Piece never had to chase Dragon Ball. No. One Piece is clearly, obviously, easily superior to Dragon Ball. Sorry, kids. It's true. No, no, no. And I don't like that this clearly felt like chasing. You need to apologize to the 30-year-old adult man. Yeah, I gotta apologize. I, you, I like you beaming my own joke. Uh, I have to apologize or I'll get death threats. Um, it's not that I care. It's that I want to live. <laughs> I don't like how it looks ugly or mean or like badass. It never feels like Luffy. Hmm. It just doesn't feel like Luffy to me. So when you get the introduction to fifth gear, for the first time I'm seeing a transformation. I can't believe it took nearly 30 years to get a shonen transformation that could actually fit Luffy, <laughs> personality-wise. Yeah, again, it's a testament to why One Piece evolved out of the typical shonen very early in its lifespan. It just never, it, it, it's clearly a show. it is a shonen. It has the tropes, but it evolved, it evolved beyond them too soon, long before Luffy even started doing these transformations. So when it was time, it always felt like, like a regression. Hmm. So fifth gear is the first time where I go, yeah, even though this is probably the most super sane looking one hmm. of them, personality wise, principally, it's still the most Luffy. It's still the most one piece. It is a transformation that is sparked by joy. It comes from the thrill of doing something you love. In Luffy's case, it's fighting i think that i i think some people can make somebody can make the argument that goku enjoys fighting that's how he becomes a super saiyan but that's not true it was it was it was sparked it, it was sparked by that's rage fucking anger <laughs> your his best friend and probably the most lovable the act the actual most lovable character in dragon ball z probably in my opinion is krillin so it's like i think it's vegeta <sighs> i i well, dragon ball z i mean dragon ball different no, look, look, look. Dra i'm gonna say dragon ball z dragon ball z but if it's just dragon ball z it's vegeta because dragon ball z is super edgy as fuck and Vegeta's the fucking poster child. I know, but Dragon Ball Z's answer to character development is domestication. Right. That's that's what Dragon Ball Z is. Piccolo is previously one of the most evil characters in the series. Granted, it's Piccolo Jr. and whatever. You could argue different characters, his son. But they make him a dad. They make him care about Gohan. They take Vegeta. What does he do? They make him a dad. They make him care about his wife and kids. And that's great. I like that. But that is all that Dragon Ball Z, in my opinion, really does in terms of character development. And I like Vegeta, but I actually don't think Vegeta is that 
amazing a character Vegeta anymore. gets temptations, though, is the thing. Like, he, he does, he falls, this is the character who's allowed to make mistakes. Oh, in the Margin Buu arc, when he chooses, when he chooses to become possessed by, with the Barbary Margin thing, and he literally, look, the cool, the most cold bit is when he literally turns to Goku, puts his hand up, and blows up that crowd of people. He straight up just, like, murders all those people. The, the motherfucker has a fucking murderous fucking midlife crisis. It is so, like, illustrative of Dragon Ball Z. And that was a good back then, in my opinion, but now, because the series has continued to keep on going, I don't care. Oh, of course. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about Super. I think Super's a fucking travesty. Yeah, I heard... I heard... It was on April Fool's Day, but I heard briefly, and, you know, you have that moment where something comes up on April Fool's Day, and then you look at, like, the calendar and go, whatever. I don't care. Can I just say, April... I, I don't know why. April Fool's Day... Just today, I generally do not no, care No, no, me either. I, I, as I tell everyone... I, I, Maybe because I'm a miserable We used to do print. our April Fool's jokes on March 31st. Because we would treat April yeah. Fool's like our Sabbath. Because as I would say, I fuck with people 364 days out of the year. I take one day off. I know. I, I know. I know. You tell me things all the time and I'm still... Even though I've known you for... I think five or six years now... Uh, I'm still, like, taken aback by the things that you say. I'm like, is he fucking serious? No, I, I abhor April Fool's hell? because it's proof that why most people are super fucking unfunny. Because most people use April Fool's as an excuse to be just absolutely shitty people. They're not mm. even funny about it. It's usually, like, really shitty things, and I don't like it. No, that's fair. I, that's the thing. England, it's not really a big thing in, thing, thing in England, honestly. Thank God, but you guys are doing something right. <laughs> we do theaters better than you. I went to see, what was it? Actually, no. Well, yeah, we've already talked about the theater thing. We don't really have that many people, as far as I know, screaming when, like, things come on. If, if, oh, yeah, you, if, you're, you're, but here's the thing. I like, for a midnight showing of an MCU film, I like it. But otherwise, yeah, get that shit the fuck out of there. Yeah, it's like, I went to see, you know, Endgame or something. It was, like, pretty damn respectful, quiet. Like, you had the old kid being like, yay! And it's like, I get, I'm happy when a little kid in the cinema was like, yay! I will literally drive, Val, I literally drove 35 minutes to a theater just so I could watch everything everywhere all at once by myself on a, on a recliner. <laughs> Did I tell you that um, I, I went to see Stampede in 2020 before the lockdown? Yeah, you told me the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone was super respectful. It was pretty much a packed cinema. Really quiet, and, and, and we can... Have you watched Stampede? I'm about to, very soon. That's the next thing I want to mention, Val, because I got so depressed after I oh. caught up with One Piece. Oh my I God. went, I need more. <laughs> I need to watch the movies now. So that's what I want to talk about next, is the movies. Oh, go on. So go on. you, yeah, I mean, that, that my, for, my, my introduction to One Piece Baron now was your Island. recommendation of Movie 6. I, I knew you'd yeah, love the, it. The, the, the Festival of Baron's Island, which I rewatched this week with Stina. How did Stina like it? Stina loved it. Fuck. I'm, I'm putting, I'm putting my finger under my nose. Mustache. Mustache. Mustache, baby. Mustache pirates. <laughs> Fuck yeah! yeah um, the most under the most underrated crew in the yeah. entire series, canon or non-canon. I like that. Uh, I also watched um, Strong World. Ooh, thoughts on Strong World? I think Strong World is actually still one of the str strongest movies in the entire movie franchise. You you are correct on that. You are correct. It's very good. I love how it plays on Nami's already like you know uh, trauma on on her you know the trauma that we have seen, and then going back into the possibility of being in that life again, working for this despicable man on, on a wider scale who wants to not only destroy, like, take over the world, but also 
just take over her entire home, the East Blue and everything like that. It's it's um yeah. it's really good in that regard. And I wish and I think we're going to get more of that in the actual series right now, because I feel like Wano, like you said, has had a lot of payoff with characters like Robin and whatnot in the most recent chapter where she is say, um, uh accepted she has like taken the name that the government like has pushed on her from the age of eight years old the devil's child and like she is rolling with that now and like even in implementing it into like her way of fighting and everything if you remember because I, yes. I love that bit and i feel like that is a bit that robin has needed for a really long robin time robin has needed some stuff for a long time I, that's that's what I bring about Whole Cake Island. I'm like, wow, like the Straw Hats themselves. One of the best parts of One Piece is when you get to learn more about the core Straw Hats. Mm. That's the best. That is the best part of One Piece, and that's lost. Yeah, after Annie's lobby, you really don't get to learn about anyone for a very long time until Luffy. Mm. Uh, post Baronford. Post War Arc. Uh, yeah. I think is really good, actually. I really. I like actually think it's very good. I, I consider it part of Marinford. Mm. I, I I I lump them together, um, because it's also it's also part of Ace's origins as well, who's who's basically a piece of Luffy. Ace was in desperate need of more characterization because it, he has a very strong opening. He's cool. He's genuinely he's nice. He's X. I'm sorry. He's zero. He, he is zero. He is zero to Luffy's Mega Man. Fuck yeah. I am what you can be. And then he dies. And you learn, no, you have to be better than me. You see see, see how cool I am? See how much of a legend I already am? And I am dying right in front like, of Luffy, you? I am a fuck You've got to be greater than me. Honestly, Marine Ford, Ace's death is just genuinely one of the saddest character deaths, I think. Yes, no, it is. Where you find out that Ace actually has a very low opinion of himself. Yes, and like he has very low self-esteem, and and but you but you see the strength of like all the people his lives to the, the fucking um something Junior. What was that big giant? Oz Junior. Yes, that shit fucking just devastated me. When he makes him the straw, <laughs> when he makes him the hat, and he's sitting out in the sun, and it, what, what's his name again, Val? Ors Junior. Ors Junior. You go, Ors, get inside. It's hot. It's all right, Big Brother made me a hat. I I won't get <laughs> hot. Ors, get inside. It's raining. I'll stay Got dry after the hat. hat. The hat Big Brother made me. It's <laughs> snowing. No snow on me. The hat that Big Brother. It's like a children's storybook. Like, Oda, Oda also makes Greek epics, and he also makes children's storybooks in the middle of his series. In the middle of a fucking war. Oda would take you saying that his writing is like a kid's, like, imagination running wild yes, as a fucking compliment. Yes, it is. It is the child's it mind. Is. It is. And it's, it's, it's amazing how this story has, like, touched a lot. Like, in, in the 20 plus years that it has been going, nearly, like, going on to 30, probably in the next couple of years. I think it's about 25. I think it's 25 or something. Um... Because it came out in 1997, I want to say. Yeah, it's, it's a year younger than me or something. Uh, can you imagine, like, the amount of people, like, with the length of this story has gone on? I think about this fairly often. How many people, like, have died and maybe thought to themselves, fuck, I'm never going to finish One Piece. I don't even want to think about that like, shit. Yeah, you, you haven't thought about that shit? I definitely feel bad because I, I know, I, like I said, I don't interact with the fandom, but I know that exists. I know there is a... Yeah, for sure. I know there's a segment of the fandom 
that they understand giving very specific life circumstances they are never going to see the end of one piece right and, it's like um I, and, but again but again this is why i go that's why the one piece itself doesn't matter mm. if 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 what if if god forbid if kami sama forbid that we have a kentaro mira situation where we lose oda and one piece just ends Honestly, I would still be satisfied. Mm. I get that. I think um, I think a lot of people are very satisfied with Berserk still, actually. I think so. I I, I agree with that as well. I, I'm satisfied with Berserk because of the Golden Age art. I feel like Berserk already told its greatest fully self-contained story already. Yes, yes. And everything, and, and, and the, everything we've seen before and after was just the whipped cream on top. Mm. No, no, m most definitely. I, I mean, I don't. I, I feel it's reductive. I don't want to say that that makes it filler, that makes it empty calories. But like, I just adore Golden Age so fucking much. They put out Berserk as an anime, did one episode based around what the actual story is, and then they made the rest of the anime uh, a, a flashback arc, basically. And twelve-year-old me was like, "Oh my god, that was such a good story." Yeah, yeah, exactly. And with One Piece, it's like you told. You, you freaking um, spoilers for my review video, but Water 7 through Eni's Lobby. You gave me Water 7 through Eni's Lobby. Mm. I am satisfied. I am, I am fully satisfied. I got a story that I've always wanted. I was always waiting for that story. When when, L when Luffy says, Sniper King, burn down that flag. I've been, I was waiting my whole life for that kind of story to be in the pop medium. Mm. It's still, it's, it is still remarkable that it's allowed to exist. Given what that means. I told you before at one point we were having a discussion, I think, on Saturday Jump. We were having a talk on Saturday Jump, and I was even saying One Piece is very anti-establishment. It is incredibly anti-establishment. Yeah, and you and I believe you did say, I believe you did say, you snide little prick, I thought. I was like, you're like, oh yeah, but it's cutesy and it, it doesn't really like Up until that point. Yeah. Exactly. It, that's intentional. Yeah. Oda is playing a game where he's skirting around the producers and the editors and going, don't worry, it's cute. Pirates, swashbuckling, fun, treasure, adventure, fights. That's what pirates do. Which they then nod. Yeah, he's right. That's what pirates do. But when Luffy says, Sniper King, burn down that flag, they have, by raw technicality, become terrorists. Oh, yeah. And you cannot escape that. And by that time, Oda had... Shonen wrapped around his finger. They had achieved a point of no return where part of me wonders. Tinfoil hat. I'm the tinfoil hat pirate. <laughs> and and I'll follow you to the end of the earth. Uh, I shove my tinfoil hat on as well. It's a smaller tinfoil hat. Is that it's, why? It's a less glorious is... tinfoil hat. Don't worry. I'm, I'm vitamin D milk, the tinfoil hat pirate. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I think this is where we see a dip, in my personal opinion, of the quality of One Piece. I feel like the producers started stepping on the neck. Oh. They started they started catching privy to his message. They said, "Hey, cut that terrorist shit out." Well, actually, the terrorist shit still continues when you think about it because that It is, does. It does, but again, it's more it's not as out there as it used, it was during any's lobby. It doesn't feel as direct. It doesn't feel as direct because then 
we go back into things where it's like Crocodile. Crocodile is a servant of the government. He's not really a servant of the government. He's got his own agenda going on and he is an evil man. Like the like worst- Like most servants he, of the look, government. I have remembered how fucking evil Crocodile was actually in that Crocodile, the first- not the first really because you got people like Arlo. And he's still the biggest- he's the first huge threat. Yeah, he was like Besides Mihawk, but Mihawk was a kind of a like a kind of like a Sasquatch moment. Literally two ships passing in the night. <laughs> two ships passing in the night, and then and you look at him and you're like, this is what these guys have Zero to like. Still live got his ass beat. This is what you have to live up to, basically. This guy is like up there. No, that's not how you have to live up to. That's who you have to beat and then keep going. No, exactly. You have to like live up to them. I, I worded it wrong. You have to live up to that standard, basically, of strength and power. You have to and... exceed that standard. That's what that's that's yeah. all about. One Piece is about. I mean, even the Mihawks fight. That's the that, the Mihawks is the first time where we see um uh Shichibukai even. Yeah, it's the first time we see Shichibukai, and then that's also the first time where a Straw Hat really gets their fucking ass beat and mm. like like an actual blatant loss, and they go. You gotta be better. D d sorry, sorry, but power of friendship and oh my gosh, that's not enough. Hit the drawing board again. You figure out how this works, but what you got currently isn't enough. It's why that bit is actually so important to Zara though, because Zara now goes into fights. Uh, people have been saying a lot lately. I, I kind of feel the same that Zoro's fights. It's why they're so important. Are very technical, and Zoro usually has to go through the fight, tank some hits, and figure out what exactly he must accomplish or um, overcome in that fight so that he can reach that next level. And as it's shown throughout the series, that is all he does. In Drum Island, I, I realize how much emphasis they actually put on Zoro's training where he is getting himself in trouble because he's like, I'm gonna do some laps in the freezing cold goddamn water. Zoro is actually not, doesn't do anything, basically, in all of Drum Island is crazy. For I mean, I, Zozoro kind of um, bores me. Oh, and yeah? That's what I've learned going through the series. I, I when you have someone like Usopp who like bullshits his way through every fight, it's a lot more entertaining. Most of I can I can har I hardly remember the only Zoro fight I remember mm -hmm. is thr the Thriller Bark, which is something I remark in my reviews is the fact that One Piece has these little like filler, um, joke arcs, and Thriller Bark is like the peak of them all. Because, I, I make a joke, you could skip Long Ring Island and miss nothing, but if you skip Thriller Bark, you will miss, in quotations, nothing. Brooke. If you remember that line from Zoro, where he says, nothing oh, happened. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wait, that's the only time I've ever, like, wow, Zoro's the fucking best. Otherwise, Zoro just bores the fuck out everyone, of me. Everyone loves nothing. Everyone loves nothing happened. It is a peak... Yeah, no, yeah, 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 how can you not? Yeah. But again, it's so indicative of Zoro. But what what I hate and I'm bored by Zoro is also his strongest point. He is so, he even though he has a sword, he is the most blunt instrument of the Straw Hat Pirates. His forces, his fights are just really quick. And that's why I wanna, we're getting we're running low on time. I want to get back to the movies. Because again, Zoro is just, you, me, boom. It, it's always just a... Smack! It, it's two guys smacking into each other very quickly, mm -hmm. and then it's over. Ah. And and one of the most satisfying ones is in One Piece Gold. Oh, something about that just it, it just shakes your fucking Zorro, ball sack. Zoro Zoro fights a masochist. Zoro fights a masochist, and you feel it in your fucking testicles when he just goes. It makes the most satisfying sound, Ooh. and he goes, "Was that good enough for you?" I'm like, man. But, it, but so that, that is very illustrative of what 
Zoro's fights are. So again, um, that's why that's what I want to wrap up on is these movies. Strong Strong World has really good animation. Gold is a fun time. Oh, you liked Gold? I liked Gold. I remember that was literally what you were going into. Yeah. One of the last times we spoke. About yes, it, and, and I was having a good time. I had a good time with that. So I like mm. I like Strong World. I like Gold. Um, movie Six is still the best one, but. I want to give an extra, like, mention, like, a high honors to film Z. Of all of the films, Z feels like an actual canonical arc oh. in the series. And not only that, but this is the first time since Ennis Lobby where we start really talking about terrorism in One Piece. Like, it, 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 without, skirting, without hiding and skirting around it. We're very much talking about it. And we're talking about what that really means. We're we're seeing the the, the Marines. Um, who's the ice guy? Aokiji. Aokiji. I don't recall him ever confirming that he quit the Marines until this movie. No, it's one of the things that I mentioned last time about why I love the way that One Piece does movies, where it's not yes. a canonical arc or anything like that. Which there's a you know, it's a shadow canon. Like they can exist. They don't mention them. But they definitely fit in. It's it's and weird. they add to the world. They add to the world because the world is a character in One Piece. It, 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 it's especially weird because yeah, they're not canon, but yet they have elements of them which are canon. For example, I think that is the first time that we find out that Aokiji doesn't have a leg. He's missing a leg. He, he lost his leg in the Punk Hazard. The, the, they they explain the Punk Hazard like why Punk Hazard is half ice and half fire. And it's fucking cool. And that's fucking sick. And we realize. He doesn't have a leg anymore, and he has quit the Marines. And he he he's had his moment that Smoker needs to have, where mm. he needs to make a definitive fucking decision about his morals, about Ooh. what he believes in the world. And I like that Alkiji decides I want to do what's cool, which is fucking funny. I love, that was one of my favorite fucking um, characterized dialogues in the Punk Hazard arc was those two <laughs> Yetis following them around, yeah. where they say everything was cool. The Yeti cool they use brothers. cool out in the dialogue. And Aokiji does it in this movie too, where he says, I'm going to follow my life doing what I think is the coolest. Fuck yeah. And I like that. And I, and I love it. And he has a moment with Robin. I've been starved for Robin moments. And Robin has a kind of a peace of mind moment with him. Yeah. Because that's the man that used to chase her around as a child. Terror, that was the demon in her fucking life. And yeah. they just have a moment where she just like, even he like remarks, he's like surprised. Where she's like, she's not afraid of him anymore. No, well, it's interesting with Aokiji because he's like similarly the demon in her life, but also like the guardian angel because he is basically now he definitely is. Yeah, um, I gotta say if you do want to, I'll be honest with you, Evan, I'm down to like keep this going for like another hour or something because frankly, it's One Piece. We need, there's a lot to talk about that we've barely even scratched the surface on. Well, by that you mean next episode because oh, we do is... gotta wrap up. We have a budget, Val. Damn. Okay then. Next so if y'all want to increase that budget and get some more, uh, get some more to, to talk about, I highly recommend you uh, you join our Patreon. Because uh, there's a lot I'd like to mention as well, but like, well, yeah, you're right. Do it next episode. That'll be good. Yeah, we'll continue it next. We we will go part two on this because mm. it, it warrants one piece warrants this. So we will we will just continue our One Piece discussion. Let's into be honest, next Ivan. Why, why are we saying even next? Let's just say like we're probably going to come back to One Piece a few times every so often. It's such One a Piece big is now thing. just an ongoing thing now. Yeah, well, because that's why I wonder because now that we're both caught up, is that going to become part of our weekly discussions with My Hero Academia? How about we go into like? How about we try and go into an arc every couple episodes or so? I think we'll just do like pieces. I think I think every time we do like a full on catch up episode. I think that's when it warrants talking about One Piece as well. Oh yeah, like honestly, I would be down to go 
chronologically through One Piece and talk about them, like, in a more concentrated discussion, you know, because as usual... That might have to be its own, like, mini-podcast, maybe a, a Patreon exclusive. Oh, that'd be fun. Tell us in the comments, is that something you would like for fucking Patreon? Would you like, like, a little exclusive mini-episodes of this podcast? Agreed. I, I mean, I, I love... I relish in any opportunity to talk about One Piece, obviously. Exactly, right? Pretty much. I like a One Piece exclusive podcast or, so or a special. Because I'm definitely working on a review. Yeah, I'm mean, looking forward to that very much. So, yep. that's So, we'll figure that out. We'll come back next week if there's anything we want to talk about. But, I, like, before we go, I just, I just want to mention that. I think Z... Six is the best movie. But Z is practically a whole arc on its Z own. Z feels like it has the most reverence to it and the most like it, it like you said it feels the most like a canonical arc like z zephyr could have been an actual character in the manga itself you know and and his relationship to the marines that uh something you mentioned actually about aokiji um you are aware that like um each of the admirals for example best example of it i mean every marine actually has their own code of justice that they kind of run by where it's aokiji is um i think it's true justice i want to say I, I i might be wrong on these but that, I sounds, really, that sounds about right aokiji is true justice because he talks about zephyr like trying to find his justice precisely uh aokiji is true justice sakazuki his name eluded me for a second is absolute justice where it's just like you know um you're a bad person you need to fucking go down you need to pay basically and then someone like Kizaru is, he, he's like kind of neutral on things. He, he's, he, it is just a job for him. I watched an interesting video, another example of me like just watching, it's usually in the background where they say that Saka, um, Kizaru is more like uh, a psychopath of sorts who just does things because he, he wants to and if it's convenient and he just kind of lets things play out essentially. Like when he kind of lets the straw hats go because man can move at the speed of light. He can catch anyone if he wants to. But if they get away from him, he's just like, yeah, that that, that just kind of like happened. I'll just let it go. And it's like Smoker, for example. Smoker is more similar to say, um, I want to say he's more similar to Aokiji where he's more like looking for like a specific kind of justice and he does what he thinks is the most important thing, which is what he imparts into into Tashigi, you know? You gotta do what you feel is the right thing to do, and as long as you do that, you can be satisfied and happy in that, you know? That's the cool thing about the Marines, I feel, actually, in One Piece. We gotta talk about the Straw Hats as well at some point. We can at least do that. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I, I generally believe next week, again... Although that is the running gag of the show, is we say we're gonna do something next week and then we don't do it. True. So maybe don't jinx it. But <laughs> I would like to continue the discussion next week. Hell yeah, I'm down. Because there's still a lot more to talk about. But th this is our hour, our train. Train? Has what are you arrived. talking about? We're still in the ocean. We're docking, bitch. No, our 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 our, our sea train is docking at Eni's lobby. It's heading to Eni's lobby right now, Val. Oh God, Ivan, please don't piss. We gotta off. go fucking rescue Robin. No, don't piss off the government, Ivan. We're not ready for this. I, We're two I men. Piss off the government. We're two men no! with microphone. No. Tell me you wanna live, Val. I wanna live. Mind the gap as you exit our podcast safely.
Rebuild of Joycast is hosted by Ivan Leroy and Valentine Stokes. Leroy's written and directed works can be found on the Joyride Entertainment YouTube channel and the soon-to-be-released original web manga, Paramedic. Val's dulcet tones can be heard in many of your favorite anime and web series, such as Ruby, Death Battle, Tribe 9, Lackadaisy Cats, and more. This episode was edited by Stina Carey, with YouTube version edited by Cody Rock. Music provided by Lo-Fi Geek. Intro and outro narration by Stina Carey. Outro music composed by Michael Payovich. Logo and visuals designed by Ivan Leroy. Rebuild of Joycast is produced by Joyride Entertainment and Rock Voice Productions, LLC, and made possible thanks to Patreon donations from generous listeners like you. This month's highest-tiered Patreon producers are Mr. Host, Austin, Hi Romadina, Gooner Bear, and Fluffy Giggles McCool Kid. If you would like your name shouted out at the end of each podcast, an invite to our private Discord to interact with fans, cast, and crew, or early access to all of our content, be sure to check out Joyride Entertainment's Patreon. Links provided in the description. Thank you for keeping Joyride's engine burning.